Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. up and welcome to the hashtag lakers podcast brought to you by the hoop heads podcast network i'm yo legazo um and today we we actually have a, a guest on the show he's joined us before actually all the way from down under <laughs> luca d'angelis who who's uh who's a contributor to fan the lake show life hey what's up luca welcome to the show Hey, thank you for having me again. Um, I know there's a bit of a logistics getting me back on here. I had to postpone once and then you guys had to postpone once, but I'm glad we found a date that worked and I'm, yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk Laker basketball with you again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I know it's hard to, to, to get you to get together because you're, you're all the way in Australia. Um, so how are, you know, how are watching games over there? Uh, like, it's it's tough sometimes during the week. Um, I've actually got it down to a science. So, Lakers are in a, well, so the, the Lakers are in a favorable time zone because um, it's usually afternoons um, in Australia, uh-huh. uh, the Pacific time zone. So what I try and do is I'll look if there's a Laker game on when I'm at work uh-huh. and I'll always try and time my lunch break to get, you know, the fourth, like, you know, the third and fourth quarters if I can. Or I probably won't get all the third, but like, half the third and the fourth quarter because, you know, it's the important time of the game. So in the week, but during the week, I won't watch, won't be able to watch whole games. I'll just end up watching extended highlights after work um, to catch up on it. But on a weekend, if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's at a great time here. So I, I don't miss any weekend games really unless I've got the prior commitment. So so you, you probably missed all of those first and second quarters where the Lakers have done horrible and yeah, I came. You you came at the right time, the third time, and fourth. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. I, I, I box. I box scored. Watch like like yesterday against Memphis. Um, because that was a weekend for me. Um, mm-hmm. I unfortunately witnessed all of that twenty-two to two um deficit we got in to start the game. Gosh, but the, dang. But, but the three overtime games, I was like kind of box score watching while at work, and then I was like, look, I'm I'm going to tune in anyway, but I'm going to be prepared to just, you know. Quit, you know, quit if Detroit are up by like twenty or something. Um, yeah, it's yeah, we want we want them all, but yeah, I'd like us to get off to better starts. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit uh, later. Um, I did, I did want to first of all, I want to get your 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 thoughts on this because, um, so this past week, um, the the results came out right for for the All Star voting. LeBron came in first. AD came in uh, fourth. Uh, in the front court, front court in the West. Um, guess who else made it in? Alex Crusoe, of course. <laughs> he, he checked in at number ten, you know, among the Western Conference guards. Uh, you know, for me, honestly, it's not a surprise. 
No. No, he's he's a he's a cult figure here, like in in Lakerland. Like, and we we all know that as much as we love him, he's not a top ten guard in the in the West. But no. I will say this: he's one of the most important players on the team, and I think this is a way that the biggest fan base in in the league is, I guess, saying, "Hey, we see you. We see what you're doing here." Like, it's I, not just for meme purposes. I don't think. I I just love it. I honestly just love it, and we're kind of, uh, uh, um, you know. Telling everybody else, you know, we 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 have some some influence. We have some power, you know, in in this all star voting. In, you know, you know, telling all the other teams, you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> step, step step up and vote for your guys. Otherwise, the Alex Caruso's of the world are gonna sneak in into the all star game if you're not careful. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, with, I mean, but with that said, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell all my listeners, vote for Caruso, dude. I, I might even steal Napoleon Dynamites. I don't know if you've seen that. Like, vote for Pedro T-shirt. Yeah, vote for Caruso. I, I might even yeah. I might I might even create a, a vote for Caruso shirt. <laughs> oh man. <I'm> such a- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would that would just be the best. Um, honestly, though, I will say this: I think he's a top five defensive guard in the league this year. Even though he doesn't play big minutes, just the impact he has on that end of the court is, yeah, it's really, Every game, really man. impressive. Yep, yep, exactly. So, so yeah, like he's not, yeah, he's not. A, he might not be a top ten guard, and he's a bit limited offensively. But he's hitting the three ball this year, and he plays. Yeah, he just does the little things and he just contributes so much to winning that you don't see on the box score. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for your vote for Caruso, um, like t-shirt campaign and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll rep it down in Australia if you need to get it down under. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh man. Um, so, um, since the last pod, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but Lakers played the, the thunder, uh, in overtime and, and Grizzlies, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about those games really quick, and then um, on the in the second segment, uh, talk about um, AD playing through his injury, and I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, and then as well as um, came out today, LeBron getting called out for flopping by the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that in the second segment, and then in the third segment, we'll kind of switch gears. Um, and address that this narrative uh, being put out there that the Utah Jazz are uh, are the biggest threat to the Lakers. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we also have just one question in our mailbag from one of our followers. So uh, we'll get to that before uh, we we end the pod and and do our little prediction and preview for the next couple of days. So so let's go ahead and start with these. Um, these games, you know, the second game against the Thunder and then the Grizzlies game from last night. Um, you know, Luca, g- give us your, your thoughts and what stood out uh, from these games. Um, firstly, so, yeah, as, as I alluded to before, um, slow starts kind of had us in a hole against less talented teams from, from the get-go. Um, if we're talking about the Thunder game in particular, it was, it was apparent how much we um, we missed both um, Anthony Davis and Alex Caruso, who didn't play. Yep. Um, you know, the two top scorers were, you know, Al Horford went for 25 points and Kenrick Williams went for a career-high 24. So, um, and this is on like a combined 22 of 32 from the field. Yeah. So, like, we got absolutely, like, destroyed at the two positions where we'd kind of you know, where our two best defenders are. So mm-hmm. that, that was very, very apparent. Um, yeah, in the Thunder game, we, we, we left it pretty late. Was it was that the game where LeBron James hit the game-tying shot in regulation? Um, was it? The big, I that think so. Yeah. yeah. Was it? No, I think that was the that was the 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 Thunder game and was that Thunder game one instead of game two? They're they're all bleeding into one. Yeah, I know it, it's it's all a blur. And honestly, like like um, for for me, I think what stood out in, in these games is just how I don't know. I, f- I feel like we're kind of in a slump, right? The Lakers are kind of in a slump, even though we're winning these games. Yeah. Um, but I think some of the injuries have caught up with us and we're still trying to and also trying to figure out rotations and things and trying to manage these minutes i think it's kind of uh hitting us on, on all sides and and we're still trying to to figure it out right uh, yeah. as a team right 
Yeah, we are. Like it's, I know Vogel has kind of shown that he likes to tinker with rotations in the regular season right. and then kind of really hone in on them in the, in the postseason. It worked last year. Um, and, you know, it does lead to dropping some regular season. We, we haven't, like you said, we've won seven in a row. But yeah, like it does sometimes lead to dropping games that you shouldn't drop. And I mean, our shooting, we were a top five three-point shooting team like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, in the last two games, we went seven for 31 and six for 30. So that's, we're not going to be that bad, but it has come I was at seven for, no sorry ten for thirty five against the Thunder and six for thirty against the um Grizzly. So it has come down That's to bad. earth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I don't think we'll be that bad. Um I guess my other big one of my big takeaways is uh, how well Kyle Kuzma's playing um as a yes. role player. Yes. One of the like, bright spots of, of, of these yeah. weird games, right? Yeah like he's um he, he's ever since the bubble, because I noticed in the bubble, um, his off-ball movement um, became, like it became, he was one of the worst off-ball movers on the team pre-bubble. And then during the bubble, he was just cutting for easy LeBron baskets. And um, he's continued that this year. He's one of our best off-ball players. And now he's hitting the offensive boards. With I love that. I think he got five last game, I think he got against the Grizzlies. I think 20. he got, did he get five? I thought it was like most, oh, like 10, right? Ten, so ten total rebounds, five offensive. Five offensive, right? Yeah, yeah. So he went for twenty and ten last game, and I think it was nineteen and seven. No, it was fifteen and nine the game before. So, no, seeing Kyle Doing Kuzma, well. yeah, like he was an offense-only player kind of as a rookie, and he was a bright spot in in a bad Lakers season as a rookie. Kind of lost his way the last couple of seasons, but you know this year he's really embraced his role as an energy guy who hits open shots. I think he's thirty-seven percent from three for the year, um, and Which is good. yeah, like Which is good. it's it's solid. it's awesome. You know, having him come off the bench um, and start when we need him to start and just bring that energy. It's yeah, he's he's been a real bright spot the last few games. Yeah, I mean, I, that that was the one big takeaway and one big bright spot that I I, I wanted to bring up because of Kyle Kuzma. I think he's just grown leaps and bounds uh, into a, a real a, a real you know impact player for for this team. And um, there's really no question on on how Kuz's contributions are affecting this team. I mean, his cons- I mean, he's consistent in 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 these. Um, I, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, like, like, there's still some some gripe. There's still some some things he needs to work on in the on the offensive end, right? But yeah. um, his overall game, I think, I think is and his heart and his energy. I think he, he's he's really become a, a defensive stopper for this team. But also now, like like you had been mentioning, I think uh, he's uh, an, an offensive uh, board getter. I think. Um, He's just making winning plays, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, just impressed with what he's doing this year, and it, it's specifically these these last few games. I just love that um, the energy uh, that he brings uh, to this team with the limited opportunities and little limited minutes that he gets. Yeah, he's definitely making the most of his opportunities. And he's, yeah, he's one of those other guys that, like you said, is doing the little things to lead to winning basketball. And um, it's not necessarily something you'd say about him early career. And yeah, he has been a, a much improved defensive player. Um, a lot of my friends rip on Kyle Kuzma and deservedly, deservedly so in past years, um, you know, being like an offensive player that's not particularly efficient offensively and can't defend, but he's, yeah, he plays defense at a pretty good level right now. I'd say like, he's always staying in front of his man. He's I've seen him make a lot of clutch blocks. Um, yeah. Really impressed me there. And it's I, the Lakers culture has definitely rubbed off on him and he's in turn is contributing to that winning culture. And it's awesome to see. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, like if, 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 um, in hindsight, right, we can see how how great of, of a good of a player he is and the impact player that he is today. But like two years ago, right, or maybe right when he even even when he was a rookie, like I didn't see him in this sort of role, right? You, like, w- would you have pictured him in this sort of sort of role, like being being no. having this defensive ability, these defensive abilities? No, he um he always had the athletic like athleticism to be a good defender, but he seemed only interested in getting buckets as a, as a, a rookie. So I kind of saw him as, you know, one of those instant offense players, you know, may, maybe, maybe an all-star, um, 
But like he would have been one of those empty calories players is what I kind of envisioned him being, you know, gets points, gets buckets, but doesn't really contribute to winning basketball. And now his points are at an almost almost the lowest mark of his career, but he's, yeah. he's, he's contributing to winning basketball. So go figure. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens if, if he can pick up his offensive, uh, um, you know, scoring again, well, with, with these newfound abilities, let's see what, what happens for with him and uh, going forward, but uh, let's go ahead and take a break here. Our first break. And then when we come back, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about AD's, um, you know, AD playing through his injury, and then of course LeBron James being called out by the NBA for flopping. So <laughs> stay tuned, guys, and and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Nuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high-quality, low-priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on JerseyBirdOfficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at JerseyBirdOfficial.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with uh, Luca. Um, and so uh, in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, AD playing through his uh, injury uh, as he played against the Grizzlies last night. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then also uh, we have some thoughts about uh, LeBron James receiving warnings for violating the NBA's anti-flopping policy. Uh, so but we'll start ahead. We'll start with uh, AD here um so like i said he played against the grizzlies and he apparently played through his recent injury um during his post-game interview ad says that his achilles got got sore towards the end late game it was kind of bothering him a little bit and uh, he was grateful that vogel got him out for those last two minutes um, he says he'll get treatment and see how he feels for Sunday, Sunday's game. Um, and he said that the medical staff told him that his injury can go away with rest. But um, it seems like, and he says, quote, I'm not trying to rest, end quote. So, um, and he, he also um, made a cl- clarification that he said, no, it's not, it's not the actual Achilles tendon that's sore. He said it's something that's connected to it which is why he's playing through it. Um, and he wears stuff in his shoes to help with the pain levels as well. But, you know, there's still some discomfort. Obviously, getting sore towards the end of the game is not good. So what do you, what do you think about AD playing through this injury? Good idea, bad idea? What are your thoughts? Um, look, I always get a bit nervous with AD and his injury history. Um, I know he's been relatively healthy in the last few seasons, but he's also, even last season, it seemed like every other game he'd go down, go out for like back spasms or something for like a quarter and then come back. So 
and you know, because he does have that injury history back in New Orleans, um, I'm a little bit nervous about him playing through it, even though we clearly need him. I mean, he was probably the best player on the court yesterday. Um, yeah. We're just a much better team, you know, when, when we're there, when he's there, sorry, on the court. Um, I would like some strategic rest. Um, if, if we need the game, I guess yes. if we need the game for seeding, like if we're playing, say, a Utah Jazz or a Los Angeles Clippers, you know, a game that will really affect the, our seeding and our standing in the West, then, yeah, by all means, play through it. But if you're playing, a, you know, like those bad teams that he sat out against, even though we have the Grizzlies. Yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, the Grizzlies aren't even that bad. But um, I'm thinking, you know, more the Thunder, more the um, oh, sure. the Pistons. Um, you know, if we have those games on the schedule, um, Minnesota. Um, coming up, right, right. Which is coming up in one event. It's not next, but I think the game after. Um, definitely think you should be looking to to sit where he can, especially if it's an injury that will heal with rest. Um, it is is comforting to know it's not actually the Achilles because the Achilles, you know, it's probably the worst injury you can get in. Yeah, in exactly. And, and it's, and we said this in the last pod, it's, it's, it's the, the, the one injury that haunts all Lakers fans. Yeah. Poor Kobe. Um, he, yeah, he, he was never the same. Like seeing, not Lakers related, but seeing what Kevin Durant has done this year, um, coming off an Achilles, um, it's it's so impressive. Because it is, it is. So, even all time greats, like look at Boogie now. Like Boogie's an okay player, but he's not the, you know, top five center or top three center he was pre Achilles injury. Like it, it saps most players. Even the great Kobe Bryant wasn't the same. So yeah, when I hear the when I hear the word Achilles, I, yeah, I hold my breath a little bit. Yeah, man, I, I I agree with you, and and you know I think that we need to take a look at the bigger picture and and you know the goal, right? What's our goal? We we want to get to the playoffs healthy, and uh, specifically uh, AD. I think you touched on it. <laughs> you know he falls down a lot. He falls yeah. down a lot just because of how you know how he he. I I don't I don't really know like how to explain it but that's how he plays right right yeah he does um and it's kind of mangly and i don't know i don't know i don't know how to explain it but but he falls down a lot because of how he plays and um i feel like that um if uh he needs to he needs to get he needs to rest it honestly i that's what i feel 100% that he just needs to heal it up and and get it back to hundred percent before he even tries to to, to play. Even um, even if 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 it is a a crucial game against a, a top contender or a playoff contender, I think he just needs to heal it because I honestly want AD a hundred percent healed up before the playoffs. I mean, we I know that last year we we kind of got and not just the Lakers but everybody got a break, right? Uh, because of the NBA shutting down. And so people, injuries, they got to heal. Um, and uh, come playoff time, they were they were ready to go 100%. We're not going to have that this year. And I just want to make sure that AD, who's going to be, I mean, we saw AD last year, how, how impressive he was and how crucial he was to our championship run. And I just want him to be 100% uh, when, when it actually matters. Yeah, no, I... It definitely makes sense to rest him. Um, if it's look, if he was mostly okay yesterday, and only felt it towards the end of the game. It's probably not going to be that extended um, a period out either. Like it might might just be like what we've got game. We got four games next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be missing four games and then coming coming back after that. Um, yeah, right. if, he, if he only felt discomfort in the last two minutes, it's probably not going to be a long term injury. But it's one that could develop long term if he tries to push through it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow um, against uh, Denver. We'll see if he he plays. I'm sure he might want to, because this is Denver and this is Jokic. Yep. The, yep. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the medical staff says and if he has any influence in in overriding anything that they say or what coach says. Um, all right. So moving on. I, uh, according to multiple resources or sources, sorry. Um, uh, LeBron James and also Kyle Kuzma received warnings for violating the NBA uh, NBA's anti-flopping policy. I didn't see the video for Kyle Kuzma, but uh, this is what this was per Ryan Ward that he said Kyle Kuzma also received that warning. But let's focus on on, on LeBron James because I think 
you know, everyone talks, you know, everyone says it on Twitter, la flop, right? That's like a, a, a term that, uh, you know, LeBron haters use. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on, on, on this in particular? So first of all, it was a very bad flop. Let's just get that out of the way. It was, um, it was a definite flop. Yep. Yeah, it was bad. He it didn't get. It's the worst one he's had since. Funnily enough, um, last time against the Grizzlies, um, last March, like he he did one that was even worse with. Um, I think it was Dylan Brooks, where he looked he like where he pretended he got hit in the face. Was it was it with the Grizzlies also? Yeah, it was with the Grizzlies again. So the Grizzlies fans, especially, probably have PTSD. That's hilarious, um, and probably have a bit of a reason to call him that. It's it's weird though because with LeBron, he probably gets it simultaneously. He's one of the worst floppers in the league. I can't, I can't deny that even as a Laker fan. But he also has probably the most unwhistled contact out of any player in the NBA. Yes. The amount of times I see him get beaten up and not get a whistle. Um, and then people are like, you can play in LeBron. Well, yeah, no, duh. He's getting absolutely monstered in the air. And just because he's not going down like he got shot doesn't mean that he, the contact's not there. It's like it's like exactly. Shaq's syndrome. <laughs> exactly, so exactly. I mean, it's, a, it's a weird... No, that was, I was going to say there was that one play where LeBron got up and there were three Thunder player uh, on him. And, you know, all three of them fouled him, but there was no yeah, call at all. No call. It was ridiculous. And I think there was another one in that game where I think he still he scored the basket anyway, but it was clear that he got like almost held on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, how are you, how are you not calling that? Like uh, Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's a weird dichotomy, you know. He, he when he barely gets touched, he flops, but then you know he tries to finish through contact and he doesn't get calls. So I mean, may, maybe that's part of the reason why he flops. Um, not that it's you know, that's not that true. I encourage flopping anyway. Like I I, I don't like it at all. Um, but I can I can at least see where he might be coming from. <laughs> At least not in the NBA. I'm okay with it in 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 football or soccer, however you, right? I'm I'm okay so with. So ingrained in the I'm, game. Dude. I'm okay with Neymar doing that. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not as big a fan of Neymar doing it either, but I, it's it's more part of the game. Exactly. Neymar, Neymar's, Neymar's far from the only one that does it. He just does it no. the most egregiously. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but you know what? With, with with these floppings, I mean, if if LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma are going to get warnings, shoot, they they better give warnings to every other player who flops out there, including John ja Morant, John ja Morant, who, who who flopped during the game as well. Um, I mean, who 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 would you say are like the serial floppers in the NBA right now? For me, I think you know we got some, we got Harden. Probably yeah. Embiid. I don't know if, if Kawhi is there yet, but he does flop from time to time. Pat Beverly definitely does. Who else do you think are are, are, are the floppers out there in NBA? Okay. So, I mean, Kawhi, the way Kawhi does it, just to build on that, it's not so much that he falls to the ground. It's that he makes that weird little grunt sound and kind of exaggerates the contact. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but no, I think two of the worst ones, and it hurts to say this because they're two of my favorite players, um, Trey Young and Luka Doncic are both very Trey. bad at it. Trey, Trey's my, probably my favorite non-Laker because I'm an Oklahoma Sooners fan in college. Mm. So I, I am a, I'm, I am a Trey theist, but um, yeah, he, he, he does it in a way where it's, he, he gets like a player on his back and kind of just creates the contact. Um, like he, 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 he generates some legitimate contact too, but he does that. Um, Doncic is, yeah, he's he's the he's the classic kind of the, the hardened stuff flop, where you know exactly. he's driving and he grunts and falls to the ground and stuff, and then he complains a lot. Um, he does complain worst, a lot. Yeah. One of the worst complainers in the league is one of the worst floppers. Um, yeah, they're they're probably two of the worst ones that come to mind that you didn't mention. Um, who else is really bad at it? I mean, I haven't watched enough Grizzlies to say that John Morant's one of the worst floppers, but yeah, he no. did do it a few times in the game. Like he he start, he got superstar calls without being a superstar. Like he, he was aggressive, good on him for forcing the referee to make a decision, but it was very light contact and he'd just kind of go to ground because um, he's off balance because he's launching himself at the rim and he'd get the call. So, and there's yeah, no contact watch, at all. Exactly. And there's no contact. So look, I'll have to watch some more Grizzlies basketball to – 
make a definitive statement. I'm not going to include Jara in that list, but he's, he, he's one to watch. But yeah, I think Luca and Trey are probably two of the worst. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about Luca and Trey. I mean, uh, just the games that we play with them against them, uh, I definitely saw some flopping <laughs> and getting those fouls. I mean, um, uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, this is kind of dumb for the NBA to call this out. Like, why now? Um, I don't know if they've ever done this before, have they? Um, I'm sure they have. Um, but I, I just feel like, like, it, just like the Magic Johnson, um, you know, tampering thing a couple years ago. I just feel like the Lakers get picked on, and and, and the team gets scrutinized more, more, more harsher than than other teams. And um, I, I just want to see some more consistency um, out there, and and you know, calling out these flops from other players out there in the league. Yeah, there haven't really been many fines this year. Um, there have been fines in the past for flopping. I think Marcus... Oh, Marcus Smart. That's one I Marcus forgot. Smart, that's Marcus right. Marcus Smart is really bad at it. That's um, right. How did I not? For, how did I forget that guy, dude? I only just remembered it because I'm pretty sure he's been fined for it before. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Mark, like, yeah, this season they haven't been very consistent with it. Like, in the years gone by, you know, they've given fines. Um, yeah, it's weird, like, yeah, I don't know about Kuzma's because I, I haven't seen the footage either. LeBron definitely deserved, like, you know, it was a pretty bad flop, but yeah. you've got to, you know, you've got to be consistent, like you said. Um, I haven't heard, yeah, I don't think anyone else has got worn this year and there's definitely, LeBron's definitely not the only player that's flopped. So, exactly. yeah, just be consistent. But it's, I guess it's a product of having more nationally televised game than any other team. That's, that's true. More. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and take our last break here, and then when we come back, we'll uh, go ahead and talk about um, you know the biggest threat in the West for the Lakers, um, and and then go ahead and and, and answer our mailbag question. But uh, stay tuned, guys, and we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with Luca. And um, on this segment, in our, our last segment of the show, we want to talk about uh, the narrative that's being pushed out there about the Utah Jazz being the biggest threat to the Lakers in the West. And, um, and then after that, answer one of our uh, mailbag questions from our listeners, uh, from one of our listeners. And uh, before we, we end the pod with previewing and, and predicting what uh, these next games will look like against the Denver Nuggets and the Timberwolves. But uh, let's go ahead and start with, with this, uh, the, with the Utah Jazz uh, narrative. Um, you know, I think the biggest name out there who, who said this was Kendrick Perkins, right? And he says he believes that the Jazz are the biggest threat uh, in the West to the Lakers. And then um, I think it was last night, Giannis, threw some shade at the Lakers after being beat, beaten by, by the jazz, right? By the Utah jazz, you know, he said the jazz are the best team in the West. So uh, <laughs> uh, there's that narrative it, and it's, it's, it's live. It's here. Um, and I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on this, Luca. What do you, what do you think on uh, of these comments, this narrative? Um, so firstly, the jazz are actually 21 points up on the heat right now, as we speak um, with about a minute, minute left in the fourth. So, you know, they're just, 
continuing to do Utah Jazz things this year. Um, I also think Giannis kind of said that as a way to make him feel better about um, <laughs> himself. You know, like, I mean, sure, like the Jazz deserve respect, but I think it was all like, oh, well, this is the best team. What can we do? Take some responsibility. You lost. Like, <laughs> Like you're the you're the you're the back-to-back MVP, um, and I'm pretty sure the the Bucks are full strength at the moment. Um, I think so. I don't think they have any injuries, but maybe I I'm wrong. I don't think they do. No. So if I check, don't mind me. I'm going to quickly check the box score of that game just to just to prove his point. Oh no, they've um, sorry, no, they are missing Drew Holiday. But Ooh, I will I will <laughs> I will counter that with the Jazz are missing Mike Conley. So that kind of is like a wash. Um, to answer the original question, um, no, I still think the Clippers are the biggest threat in the West. Um, the Jazz, I mean, they've missed Conley the last couple of games, but before that, I think that they had their um, starting five fully intact for almost the whole season. They've actually had the least injuries this season of any NBA team. I'm pretty sure I saw a graphic. So, and in in the COVID year, you know, where players are missing, like Cat missed like a month. Um, like, you know, players are missing time that they wouldn't normally miss when it's not a pandemic. Um, continuity is definitely going to play a big part in regular season especially. And look, I hope it doesn't play a part in the playoffs, but it very well could. Um, you know, Utah thus far have probably been the best team in the West. They've got the best points differential in basketball, the best record in basketball. Right. Um, you know, Gobert is probably top two in defensive player of the year. Him and Miles Turner are probably neck and neck this year. Um, Mitchell's up to scoring. Um, Conley's played the best he's played in years. Um, Bogdanovich is finding form. I just think that the Clippers are still better. Um, remember, they've been missing Paul George. They missed Kawhi for three games. They missed Paul George for extended period. Uh, Pat Beverly. Um, they just seem like they're a better team than last year. Um, Kawhi's if according to um, basketball index, they use just purely on numbers, no narrative. Kawhi would actually be number one in MVP race this year. Um, I think, Interesting. Wow. I think I, I think Le, I think LeBron and Jokic are probably the top two because at, at the moment, personally, um, and this website has Jokic two and I think LeBron three. But Kawhi, it shows that Kawhi's brilliant season's got under the radar. And um, before before he was out with COVID. Um, protocol no, injury and COVID protocols George was on fire too yeah um, he was I just, think, mm-hmm. I just think with that firepower um and you know I think Ty Lue is an upgrade as a coach over Doc Rivers um yeah I, I think they're a better team than last year and I think they're our biggest threat I'm not going to sleep on Utah um they've certainly been impressive this year but you know I, I think part of that's also their continuity so let's you know let's let's see how they they go um you know the rest of the regular season before we I guess anoint them as the biggest threat to the Lakers, but they're definitely a team to watch. They're, I think that they're for sure. I think that uh, to this year's Jazz team is last year's Denver team, right? I think Denver was sort of like a runner up to the the Clippers last year, as 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 far as the biggest threat. And I think that Denver Nuggets are are doing well. I know we play them this Sunday, and um, but but I feel like they're 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 a bit. Um, I think they because they lost Jeremy Grant, honestly, and and Mike Plumley, um, and that sort of that size. I think they 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 lost a step or two, and that's why the Utah Jazz have sort of you know plummeted up a little bit more, um, and and are are I, I think they're the runner ups uh, just under the Clippers on, as as the biggest threat uh, this year. Um, but I think overall, I think this honestly, I think this is going to give AD and, and LeBron some motivation uh, moving forward. I mean, at, at the end of the day, our, our goal is our championship, right? And and it's not to have the best record in the NBA or in the West, right? Um, Jazz can have <laughs> the number one spot in the regular seasons uh, season. Uh, our goal obviously is much higher than that. Um, and uh, we'll see. I, I don't think we've we've played the Jazz this, uh, in the first half. We'll, we'll probably we'll we'll play some. We'll play them in the second half. I'm not sure of the schedule yet. We've got it's them on the 25th of um, February. Oh, so it's 25th here. So it's going to be the 20 Wednesday, the 24th of February um, in the states. So it's in it's six games time. So it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. So um, no, I think I think that uh, um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that matchup goes. Hopefully we're in full strength. Hopefully AD is hundred percent better. Uh, so we can see, you know, I mean, it's a regular season matchup, but we'll, we'll see how the matchup is going to be like. I think that, like you said, uh, jazz have 
uh, are clicking on all cylinders and we'll see if they can continue to do this uh, going forward and to our game against them. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, they've, yeah, like I said, they've been really impressive and they're just always like a well-drilled team. Yes. Um, it's just that... Quinn Snyder, you know, man. Quinn Snyder's an awesome coach. It's just mm-hmm. Mitchell's their only, their only star. And, you know, exactly. in, in, the, exactly. in the playoffs, it's it's a pretty big burden to have unless a, another role player, um, you know, like kind of like how Jamal Murray went supernova um, last postseason and played like a superstar um, alongside Jokic for Denver. Um, if, you know, Bogdanovich ends up being that guy or Conley, then the Jazz could definitely make some noise in the playoffs. But, yeah, I just think that, that just that little bit below the Clippers in terms of best challenges in the West. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Um, all right, so let's let's go ahead and segue to um, our mailbag. Um, a, a question popped up by one of our listeners uh, at I am Star Lee De La Rosa. Um, he uh, he or she says, "Who would you guys be willing to trade if a big name is available at the deadline?" Um, so, Luca, let me throw this this question at you first. What do you think? So this one's tough because um, this year the Lakers are almost $30 million over the cap. (laughs) So firstly, I don't know whether a big name can even come in um, (laughs) without us giving up a big name. We'd have to – so aside from our two superstars – our next two biggest salaries, uh, Schroeder at 15.5 million, Colville Pope at 12 million. So even with both of them being shared, I'm pretty like I'm not a, I'm not a salary cap expert, but I'm pretty sure for, without a trade exception, you can't um, you can't have incoming salary from it. Like even if your in, your incoming salary is less than your outgoing salary, if you're still over the cap without a trade exception, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, some other capologists or people who are smarter in the ways of the cap, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but that's how I think it works. Um, but even let's just say for the sake of the argument that we we could um, you know we we could afford that. I don't think I'd want to to be honest. I don't think. With the depth we have now, I think we're finally at a sweet spot in our roster where we've got a bunch of role players that contribute to winning basketball. Um, Last year, I wanted a superstar more than this year because after LeBron and AD, it was like, where's that third guy going to come from? And um, turned out to be KCP in the playoffs, but (laughs) we didn't didn't, didn't know that at the time, you know? Um, Whereas now, we know KCP can step it up. We've got Schroeder, who's been very solid as a third guy. Trez has been great energy off the bench. We talked about Kuzma earlier on this show. Caruso, too. Um, And even Tucker. Yeah, I (laughs) I love THT. So I think that there's... Yeah, none of them are stars, but we've got a bunch of solid role players around our stars. I just... I don't think I'd want to give anyone up. Like I don't think all our expend our players that are expendable aren't, you know, they're not at the um how do you say this? The players that are expendable aren't gonna get us a superstar, basically. Um and the players that would be able to get us a superstar, even if the cap allowed us to, um, I'd rather have that that role player depth than a third star and, you know, be like a worse version of the Brooklyn Nets. So you you wouldn't even you wouldn't trade. Um, I, I, look, first of all, I, I think um, when we when we when we go ahead and talk about this, right? I I, I don't want to uh, sound like like I'm, I'm 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 talking like these players are like assets, right? Because these are people and they have livelihoods and families, and we should consider that before discussing all of this. But you know, but I don't think it's harmful to talk about hypothetical trades. Um, so like. You know, you 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 mentioned Trez, you mentioned KCP, you mentioned all these great players that we don't want, like that that have grown that we've grown fond of, right? And we don't want them to, to go away because of how uh, how impactful they've been in this season, how uh, magnificent they've been in this season. So, like, what if it was like a Bradley Beal? Yeah, I love Bradley Beal, um, but. <sighs> He sometimes quits on defense. That's the thing. Like, would he would he be able to buy into playing like defense? Um, he's got the athletic ability, right? Um, but being in that Washington team, it's like the exact opposite of Lakers culture. Um, it's a bunch of talented dudes that probably should be fighting for, you know, not just fighting for a playoff spot. They should be guaranteed in a playoff spot and be, 
you know, fighting for like a fifth seed. Instead, they're fighting for worst record in the East at the moment. Um, <laughs> and, and like, love, love, love him as a as an offensive weapon. Is you know leading the NBA in scoring this year. But I just don't think we. He's not as good an outside shooter as people think. Like he's had a couple of seasons in the high 30s. Um, I think this year is around 34% from three. I could be wrong because um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, so yeah, like while like while it'd be fun on paper, um, I just I, I just don't see him being that same on court fit. Um, I've done a few articles for Lake Show Life. Like I was looking at kind of really low cost vet people to bring in. Like I'd love, for example, a Robin Lopez to back up a Marcus Um or Hassan Whiteside is actually a better defender than, than, you know, like the NBA bloggers field give you credit for, or even, you know, defensive wings like a Mo Harkless or a Chris Dunn, if he's available even. Um, those nice. kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I've done those articles on Lake Show Life, um, but I think that our holes are defensive backup, like, you know, they're, they're in the backup space, you know, defensive backup bigs and defensive backup wings. Cause you know, a few, a few wings have gone off on us scoring, you know, mm-hmm. recently like Tatum and Brown combined for heaps of points, um, which is fair enough, but you know, Josh Jackson and um, Jeremy Grant did the same thing. Exactly. So, exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't like being torched by Josh Jackson. So no, I don't yeah. either. So that's the, they're the type of players I'd like to bring in. So not so much a superstar, but role players to kind of flesh out our roster. Um, like Chris Dunn was close to the best wing defender in the NBA last year. I think he was top five, he'd be top five wing defender last year. And Atlanta have a really crowded wing rotation. They've got, I mean, John Jay Hunter when he's healthy, um, Cam Reddish, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he like Gallinari? That's five. Yeah, that's right. Good, good wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so done. Yeah, so that's that's the type of player I'd like to bring in. Um, look, we, if we could add a superstar without gutting our team and we did some salary cap gymnastics, sure. But I don't <laughs> think it'd have to. It'd have to be like a heavily backloaded contract because um, I think we're over the cap again next year, mm-hmm. um, and then twenty twenty two twenty three. We probably, depending on if the cap grows, and I'm assuming it would after COVID, you would probably have a bit of space there. And then 23, 24 is when we have a ton of cap space. So, yeah, it'd have to be, a, if we're going to get a superstar who's currently on a superstar contract, yeah, we'd, we'd have to do some cap gymnastics or have a heavily backloaded contract. Yeah, I, I honestly think a, a trade won't won't happen unless, like you said, unless it's for, for uh, like a rotation player. Uh, a solid rotation player that could add some some more depth in, into our team. Um, I like the idea of a wing. Um, I also like the idea of bringing another um, uh, five spot player like Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. Um, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Rob Palinka, he's got wizard magic. So we'll see what happens with <laughs> what he does for this team uh, going forward. Um, all right. So last but not least, before we get in the pod, let's let's talk about these next two games tomorrow, Sunday against the Nuggets and then the Timberwolves. Uh, what do you think of these games and um, uh, how do you predict that they will go? So I actually think our winning run will come to an end against Denver, not because I think they're a better team, but because we've kind of, we've kind of escaped a few games in a row. We've got off yes. to slow start. I mean, we belted Denver in – like earlier on in our winning streak. We, mm-hmm. That was probably one of our best wins of the season. Yes. Um, very, very enjoyable game. Um, but then after that, it was the three overtime games in a row and the slow start against Memphis. This time against Denver, it's in Denver. Um, yeah. So I just, I just, ex- yeah, I think that the winning run comes to an end here, especially because is, is Anthony Davis questionable? Um, I think I he is. He is. I think he is. Yeah. So if he, if he sits, um, you know, Marcus Sol isn't the player that he was last year. He's still a valuable role player, but he can't he can't match Jokic's minutes. No. And we saw we saw last year in the playoffs, Trez just got destroyed by Jokic. I mean, even AD got beaten up by Jokic, and AD was a defensive player of the year candidate. So I think, especially if AD sits, he'll have his way with us. Um, I think we'll lose, but then I think we'll bounce back and um, beat Minnesota. So I think we'll split the next two games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat, but but I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're wrong with, with the Denver Nuggets. Um, I hope we win. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting us us to win that game. Obviously, um, it's our first uh, game on the road. Um, I think it's like a five home a five game road trip, right, or something like that. 
So it's only back to back road games. Um, oh, is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah, and then we have, and then we have a little home stand. But you know, going to Denver and then going to Minnesota two nights later, it's still still not easy. But we did get our big road trip out of the way already. The seven game one, I think it was, the one where it started in Milwaukee and finished in um, Atlanta. Oh so, yeah, that was a long one. That was a that long was one. that that was a really long one where we dropped the back to back against the, um, Philadelphia and Detroit. But um, yeah, no, I. Yeah, I hope I hope I'm wrong. Um, this te- this team has a knack of surprising me. So you know, for all I know, we'll go down by 20 again to start against Denver and end up winning by 10. So you know, we could definitely do that. And you know, similarly, we could end up losing against Minnesota. I mean, we got could back. They do. Um, Malik Beasley's is doing really well. Malik Be- and now that we know he's not going to jail. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, if the NBA continues to let him play and not suspend him, which I think is a little bit silly. But anyway, um, you know, they're on a bit of a skid um, at the mm-hmm. moment, but they've D-Lo's got some good out. players. Yep. Delo's out, but yeah, they've got some good players. So the upset can can definitely happen. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I'm confident, though, confident our Lakers hopefully will win these couple of games, uh, even though I'm a little bit skeptical like you. Uh, about the Denver game. Um, all right, guys. I think that does it for today. Um, Luca, thanks for joining the show. Do you want to give a, a shout out, a uh, um, little plug in to where they can find you and get your articles? Yeah, no problem. So as um, as was mentioned at the start of the podcast, I'm a, I'm a contributor at Lake Show Life. So um, you can find, yeah, find me at lakeshowlife.com. Um, my author page is actually on my Twitter. It's The URL for my author page is too long, so I'm not going to plug it here. So <laughs> instead, find me at um, Sideline Spice LD. That's my Twitter handle. So if you go there, go in my bio, you'll get to see all the stuff I write for Lake Show Life. Um, you'll, get to, you'll get to see a bunch of you know, my commentary during games as well that I can watch and some interactions on Twitter. Yeah, follow me. I always like to follow back and talk sports and talk Lakers with people so yeah um, awesome awesome man uh, appreciate you hopping on the show hopefully we can get you back on the show again yeah definitely always love being here always love chatting Laker basketball with you um, and yeah I can't wait to be back all right all right guys um, all right guys thanks for for joining us today um, if you enjoyed the show subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple podcast and follow us wherever else you listen to your podcast. We'd appreciate the follow and the reviews. Um, It'll help us continue to produce this show. Uh, Make sure to also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. We're also also on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Uh, Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.